Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, October the 24th. And welcome to our commentary. Let me begin with a little baseball story. And that is, this is from the Dallas Morning News this morning. Uh, congratulations to the Texas Rangers for winning the American League pennant. The next thing, of course, is they will go to the World Series. And that begins on Friday, right here in Dallas or in Arlington. And we don't know who they're going to play because that uh, will be decided uh, on Tuesday night when the Phillies and uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona D-backs or Diamondbacks play game seven. So, but nevertheless, for now, we, we celebrate. Congratulations to the Texas Rangers for winning the American League uh, pennant. It was really quite a year. And this is a team that, as a fan, I really came to love. I mean, they were a very exciting team. They had a problem there at the end. You know, if you look at the season, they had a real problem there from the middle of August to sort of the end of, of September. And that's because they had a lot of injuries. And it took a while to bring back all the guys who were injured. But uh, they went into the playoffs with pretty much a, a full roster. And they have had a tremendous ride beating the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, the Baltimore Orioles, and now the Houston Astros. And the Houston Astros, of course, uh, the best team in the American League for the last seven years. So that was quite an accomplishment uh, to dethrone the Houston Astros. So we congratulate the, the Texas Rangers, everybody in the organization. And now we look forward to the World Series, which will be, as I said, on Friday right here in Arlington. So we'll we're excited. This is uh, the kind of stuff that makes baseball fans very, very excited. Well, let me begin uh, by directing you to a post that I have over at the American Thinker today about the Argentina elections. Argentina had elections last Sunday, and they had like four or five people running. So the top two will be going to a special runoff, which will be November 16th, as I understand, roughly three weeks from from today, and the top two candidates are the Mr. Massa, who is the interior or the economic minister, I think, or economy minister of the current government, and uh, then the, you know the incumbent, the challenger, not the incumbent, but the the firebrand, you know, the big big conservative who uh, says a lot of crazy things, and many of them are true, and that is a fellow by the name of Malay, uh, very you know, very much of a populist kind of candidate. But you would expect that in a country like Argentina at the moment. I mean, they have a serious economic mess. The country is literally killing itself with inflation. They have misgoverned uh, the economy so poorly. I mean, Argentina is your definition of a basket case. That is what uh, Argentina is. So you would expect people to be angry and you would expect people to vote for someone who is blaming everything on the incumbent administration. I'm not sure how I would vote if I was in Argentina. You know, I'm not sure how I would vote. But I definitely would not vote for the, for the party in power. I think they deserve to be thrown out because they have been a mess, uh, a total mess. You know, when you talk to people from Argentina, they complain about the inflation, which is extremely high. They complain about the bureaucratic a stronghold uh, or the stronghold that the bureaucracy has on the people, on the economy. Uh, they're constantly sucking taxes from people. Uh, they regulate the country to death. And that has a lot to do with the kind of economic basket case that Argentina has become. So 
again, uh, we're not expecting miracles. Whoever wins the presidency is not going to automatically fix anything. But Argentina really could use, uh, what they could really use would be the kind of economic uh, policies that uh, Pinochet had in Chile in the 1970s. That's what they really need. Now, of course, Pinochet, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, they need a dictator like Pinochet, but they need his policies, uh, the policies of free market that turned uh, Chile around and made Chile the, the most prosperous country in Latin America. That's what Argentina needs. Argentina has everything that you would need to be a prosperous uh, country. But again, the, the government has been the biggest enemy of prosperity in Argentina. And I think that the, the anger that you saw from the voters giving so much support to this fellow, Mr. Maeli, I think that was an indication how people angry, how angry uh, people are in Argentina. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. As I said, I'm not expecting miracles, but I hope that uh, whoever wins realizes what a mess the country is in. And they need some radical changes. And they really do. They, they've got to somehow downsize government in Argentina. They've got to cut through all those layers of bureaucracy. They have to. They simply cannot continue uh, this kind of this kind of, of economic performance. I mean, Argentina, beautiful country, wonderful country. Prosper, I mean, some of the smartest and best educated people in Latin America live in Argentina. And look how what a mess uh, the country the country is. Well, I have a post uh, coming out Wednesday morning about Mexico. They have an election too. Now their election is not going to be until next July. So there's plenty of time for campaigning, but the election is going to be historic in one way. And that is that it looks like a woman is going to be the next president of Mexico. There are two ladies who are running for, for president. Uh, one is a senator from the opposition party. And then it's uh, a lady who used to be the mayor of New York, of Mexico City, who is running as a, a representative of Lopez Obrador's party, meaning the incumbent the incumbent president. So one of these two ladies, by everything we hear, is going to be the next president of Mexico. The problem that these ladies are going to have is that the number one problem in Mexico right now is insecurity, meaning crime. There's a lot of concern about that, and many Mexicans are very worried about it because this instability, this insecurity is affecting just about every Mexican. Now, it's worse in some parts. In the article that I that I will be posting, I, I cite some numbers, and there are certain parts of the country that are as violent as they can be, particularly some parts in the north, some of, one of the states on the Pacific coast, very violent. And a lot, of, a lot of that is, of course, cartel versus cartel. That's what a lot of the violence is. But nevertheless, it also affects the rest of the population. And, you know, we remember years ago, there was a shooting in a casino in Monterey where some people were, you know, at the casino enjoying themselves. And the next thing you know, two cartel gangs go at each other and they start shooting each other inside the casino. And then there's 50 people dead who had nothing to do with the cartels. They just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. So whoever the next president of Mexico is, whether it's, you know, uh, her name is Shotil, I think is her name, Valdez. And the other one is Claudia... I can't remember her last name, but whoever it is, one of these two people 
is going to have to face this insecurity problem. And I think a lot of Mexicans, you know, they want to hear a lot of a lot of different things. But the number one topic, and I think how many of them will make their decision, is going to be on which one of these two ladies, honestly, proposes a plan that makes them feel safer. So far, they have not been very specific, and that's okay. That's understandable. The campaign really hasn't started. Probably won't get going until after the first of the year. But I think these two ladies are going to have to present to the Mexican people a, a plan, a rational plan to go after the criminal elements. Now, if they don't, then there may be a surprise. You never know. I don't think so, because I, I think most of the parties are consolidated around these two ladies. But you can start seeing some defections if these two ladies don't address uh, the problem of insecurity. Violence in Mexico is out of control. That's all I can tell you. And a lot of it, again, a lot of it is cartel versus cartel. But a lot of people find themselves in the middle of it. And being in the middle of it is uh, just as deadly as being involved uh, and be involved in it. So we're going to keep an eye on the Mexico election. We'll probably do several uh, interviews with people down in Mexico as we get ready for that election. And that won't be until next July. In fact, the United States and Mexico, this is an interesting point. The United States and Mexico will have a new president at the end of 2024. Uh, in Mexico, the election will be in July and the new president uh, takes over, I believe, in September. Of course, in the United States, the election will occur in November and the new president will take place in January. So you will have two new presidents in the, in this relationship. And let's see you know, how they can work together to, to control some of these mutual problems. I mean, the crime is a problem both ways. The cartels, that's a problem both ways. All these people cutting through Mexico to come to the United States, that's a huge problem for Mexico and the United States as well. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But for the time being, uh, there's a lot of talk about history or historic election. And it is true in the sense that you have two women running and one of these two ladies is going to be the next president, very likely. But at some point, they got to start talking about issues and they got to start talking about, you know, particularly the issue of insecurity, which is the, the number one issue number one issue in Mexico. Well, very quickly, the, the Republicans are still, I guess, deciding who the speaker is going to be. They got to get their act together on this. This is not good for the Republicans to go through this. I mean, I, I just I don't get it. I've told you from day one, I thought it was a mistake to get rid of McCarthy. I don't see any benefit in getting rid of McCarthy. I, you know, he was not a perfect speaker. Nobody is. But when you have a very small majority, like the Republicans have in the House. And then on top of that, you have a Senate, a Democrat Senate, and then you have a Democrat president. There's not a lot you can do. Uh, not a lot that you can do. And I think he was unfairly, in my opinion, criticized for what uh, he did. And I, I thought just the mere fact that he would stop so many Democrat ideas, I think that that was uh, his uh, greatest accomplishment. So the Republicans need to get their act together and put a speaker in doesn't have to be everybody's favorite candidate, but they got to have a speaker and uh, so that they can begin to legislate. And there's a lot of things they have to do. You know, President Biden is asking for more money, and that's going to be a debate that the country needs to have. But you, can't, you cannot have it, of course, because there's not a, a speaker. Again, congratulations to the Texas Rangers for winning the American League. We have a World Series coming up here starting on Friday, and we're all looking forward to that. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas.
and thank you for your time. Bye-bye, everybody.